This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's The Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. We're on. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were on. You, you, you were listening to the intro. You I didn't know, hear the intro. Oh, then your oh, headphones you can't hear are completely the intro. Oh, okay. Like, right. I, I just hear static. All right. Let's see if we can... Anyways, we're live. All right. Welcome to the Undercard. It is <laughs> Tuesday. Not the last Tuesday in January, second to last Tuesday in January. Uh, we're going to start off the show talking about the longest running show in network history. And besides that, we're going to move on to the UFC uh, heavyweight championship bout that happened this past week. And we are going to be talking to Connor Cuppy. No. Corey. Corey Cuppy. Oh, we're talking to Corey Cuppy. Corey Cuppy. If you read your text messages. Corey Cuppy at the 810 uh, part of the show. And it's episode 266. Episode 266. Well, he said Connor, and I didn't see your text messages until like right now. So So, uh, let's start off the show. Can you hear anything yet? Yeah, I can hear. Oh, you can now? Now I can, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, good. Uh, I can hear you guys. I didn't hear the intro, so that's why I started off really... (laughs) Really bad. What the one I guess to your mic was turned all the way down. I just turned it up. Yeah, okay, nothing but fine. Yeah. Fine start to a good show. <laughs> so, uh, if I was to ask you guys, what is the longest running? Is it still running? Yes. Yes. So you know it, huh? You know the answer. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Let her what guess first. Then, <laughs> what is the longest running show in network history? Sixty minutes. No. Although that. Seems like it's been on longer. There must be something I'm missing to the. Uh, no, Jimmy, what do you think? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. It's right. Raw. Yeah, yeah. Which celebrated 25 years. Yeah. WWE Raw celebrated 25 years. Yesterday. You're going to tell me that 60 Minutes hasn't been on longer than Raw. There hold on, hold to, on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to look this yeah, up. There has are we talking about how many episodes it's had, or are we talking length Long, in years? What I was led <clears throat> to believe is length in years, 25 years. Hold on. No. Longest running TV show. Maybe, you know, maybe because hold they don't consider on. that uh, okay. they consider that news. <sighs> this is 60 Minutes. I love 60 Minutes, by the way. All right, hold on. I mean, it was always on when I was a kid. God, could they I'm be looking, louder? I'm looking up here. Uh, That's the sound of the 60 minutes clock. Whatever. Doesn't bother me. Whatever. What, what no, hold on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get to. Trying to get to the thing here. And be, while he's looking that up, um, I thought about that. 25 years. What? A, what a huge feat. Um. So they went through the Attitude Era. How many wrestlers have come and gone? Um, I caught a little bit of last night's WWE Raw thing. But I did too, actually. And I never – I don't watch it anymore, but because it was such a 
milestone, I decided, eh, I'll, I'll watch it a little bit. Brother uh, Love was no there last night. Why aren't you calling up Josh and because, Tabitha for this one? Because they're always busy on Tuesday nights. They're, they're definitely welcome because Royal Rumble's this week, too. So Or, or next week. Yeah, it's coming up. I don't know. Uh, and this is the first year that there's a ladies' Royal Rumble, too. Yes. So, all ladies. So there's two oh, okay. Royal Rumbles, which that's just the f- All I the know is it. that they have come out with some Barbie-like toys for the girls. Okay. They are not like – they have the action figures just like they do the, the men wrestlers. But then they have ones that are like 11 and a half inches like Barbie and they have more of like a Barbie feature to them. Now, you would say, although we touch on wrestling every eight, nine, ten episodes or something, why would we start off a show with this? Well, congratulations to Raw in 25 years. But if you were to give a dollar to Las Vegas that Ronda Rousey is going to make her WWE uh, debut. How much would you make? Not much. It's like five cents on a dollar right now. So everybody is expecting somewhere in Royal Rumble with the females that a number is going to count down three, two, one, and then Ronda comes in because you part don't of, know part of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, there's always surprise guests. Jimmy will tell you in the Royal Rumble. There's like certain people yeah. that are for sure into it, but then like you know, all of a sudden somebody comes out. So this yeah, could didn't be the, the start. Rock come out like recently during one. Oh, I don't. know. That was WrestleMania, I think. Yeah, like, that, whatever. It's the same thing. No, they're not. Royal Rumble's better than WrestleMania, I think. I think we've had this talk on uh, Top Rope Preview before. I wasn't. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just fun. So so basically, okay, it's not the longest running like years kind of what thing. What is? Uh, it's The Simpsons, actually. Oh. Uh, no. no. Yeah. No. 60 Minutes it, isn't even yeah, remotely new, at the it, top. It's got to be a new. Sixty minutes was when I was something. a kid, like because, a little kid. But sixty minutes stopped, started back up again, stopped, oh. started back up again. So consecutively, it's consecutively. Yes, n- okay. had never been off the air. Um, but uh, basically, uh, it. But whether what it actually is based off of, or what Raw is basing it off of, is that they've done. The most amount of episodes, and each episode has been the 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 amount of time it's been on the air is longer than any other show in history, just purely by the fact the amount of episodes and the amount of length that each episode is. That's basically what they're saying. It's like eight hundred episodes, two hours long each episode, which is the most airtime of any show ever in history. So um, you can't make predictions on wrestling because it's sports entertainment and it, 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 it's kind of scripted. So it's tough. But using what I just said, that pretty good odds that Ronda's going to come out, and it is this Sunday, January 28th. Uh, I wanted to hear from uh, Rochelle and Jimmy. I want to hear predictions. Uh, how far does she go into it? There's no way they can let her win right away. They, they I think the fans would boo and I think they would throw shit. You know how like the re- – no, uh, no, wrestling wrestling fans get mean, Jimmy will tell you, if they don't like the storyline. I don't think she can just walk in and win. Um, what number do you think she draws? How I mean I don't know how many are in the women's one. But just say is she close it's to the same, beginning? It's the same the amount end? as the regular. They're bringing special guests. They're bringing former wrestlers. They're bringing – because right now Raw only – or uh, WWE only has 19 divas, right? So they have to add another 11 – 
Because I, I think it's 30, right? That's I'm the, ahead of you. I know they don't even call them divas anymore. Well, I'm just saying. No, I know. Women's uh, wrestlers. Yeah. Women's wrestlers. So they have 19. I think it's 30 is what it is for Royal Rumble, right? So 30. So they need to add 11. And they're going to add 11. They said they're going to be bringing guests in. They're going to be bringing whatever. I see Ronda is going to be fifth to last. All right. She's going to throw one. Like, she's going to come in there like gangbusters, throw one of them out, like, almost immediately. And then four of them are going to immediately turn on her and throw her out. She's going to last maybe about 30 seconds in the ring. That's exactly what I thought too. That it like two people are going to have to get her out so they can start building. Like you know, it well, wasn't just I, one person. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be multiple people, not two, but like four of them. And I think um, uh, I think it'll be four of them, uh, maybe three, and then Rhonda will get like two other ones. The next thing that you'll see her with is a triple tag match. Then out of the triple tag match will come a rivalry with one of the other girls. Then it'll be a one-on-one thing, which then they'll build up to a pay-per-view. Uh, so you're with me. No way she can win. Don't look no at way me. she can I win. No way. An, you don't even have an opinion? You think she I could have win? No clue. No. Not because a, the wrestling fans wouldn't want that. Yeah. yeah They're not going to want somebody to just happen. come in and yeah. win. No, because it would, you know, devalue what they God. go there for. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if Floyd Mayweather or Mike Tyson make an appearance this weekend? Why? In Royal Rumble, there's always why a would, weird guess. Why? It's all about the women. This this. No, but there's also a men's Royal Rumble. That oh, there is. Special... They're doing both of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were doing just no, no. the women's this time. So I mean, both have a history with WWE. Both are retired. Yeah. I think it would be cool if yeah. Floyd. Floyd got in there, dude. Again. Yeah. No? no, you know he's itching to do something. He's just roller, he's just roller skating. I don't. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh no. man, I could see maybe another boxer, but not Floyd. All right, Tyson, not Floyd, then. and not Tyson's too out there. Who's who's Tyson gonna fight, McMahon? I mean, he's too old. Well, Vince McMahon. Uh, so, did you see Stone Cold? He stunned, stunned him. Yeah, I, yeah. Stunned him. Stunned Shane. Yeah. Stunned Shane again. All right. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Um. Any chance Stone Cold? No, probably not. He's injured, right? He can't come. He back. was just back for the Raw thing, right? Yeah, but you don't know. Get getting a little shape for it. It is at Wells Fargo in Philadelphia, not far from where they just had the the Raw twenty five thing. Uh, I don't know. No, he won't be. No, he won't. No. Hmm. If he makes an appearance, it'll be as like a guest judge or something. I yeah. Mean, he's not going to be wrestling. What about our good friend Rhino? I mean, he's a uh, he's- Rhino might make an appearance. And Rhino might make an appearance. In Royal Rumble. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I I'd could like see, to see Rhino win. I could see Rhino make an appearance. Yeah. Uh, so that's our extensive WWE coverage. <laughs> I wish I watched it more. I really do. I I, 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 I started watching to. it. I think I made it to like the second commercial. Right. And then I stopped watching so, it. So you saw that they were in two different venues, right? Yes. They were at the original venue where Raw first premiered. Manhattan Center. Ever. And they were at Madison Square Garden. Right. Yeah. And the big joke was you paid $800 to be in Manhattan Center and watch almost the whole show on a big screen yeah. there because it was all at the other place. Yeah, I think the only – well, they had special guests that came into the Manhattan Center. They had JR and they had Jerry there. The Undertaker did his presentation from there. I don't know if any action happened there, but there were there were superstars there. 
I don't know to pay that much to see just I I, I don't know. Yeah, but I didn't make it through the whole night. That's where yeah, Stone but, Cold did his thing too, was it? Or was that no? That was at the, that was the big arena. That was the big arena. Um, so that was a neat concept. But I mean, if you if you're uh, the other people, all, all it showed was uh, people watching the screen of of the other event right. going on, celebrating WWE mm-hmm. Raw. Right. So. But. Congratulations to WWE, and it could be next week we could be just talking about Ronda and her appearance and what kind of character she's going to be. Automatically, has got to be a heel. I mean, is there any way not to be a heel if you're Ronda? She is going to start off as a heel. She's going to be a heel for a bit. Then they're going to turn her baby face. She's a bitch in Entourage. I don't. I can't see her playing anything okay, this but is, a bitch. This, this is how it's going <laughs> to be. She's going to start off. Everybody's going to hate her. The the three baby faces are going to be the ones that throw her out of the ring. She's then going to get in a rivalry with one of the. She's going to end up siding with two of the heels uh, against the three baby faces for a triple tag match. Then out of that, she's going to have a rivalry with one of the baby faces. The rivalry is going to build up until she gets to a pay per view. Then she uh, then she's going to be whatever. And then there's going to be a rivalry going on them, but with the other. Ones that's kind of in their back corner, and then the heels are going to turn against her, and then she automatically becomes a babyface when the person that she had the rivalry with the whole time comes out to save her, and then they become friends. I'm telling you, I know how they write this shit. I mean, that's what's going to happen. You're probably right. I'm just saying that I can't see her ever playing someone good. Even in the movie Entourage, she plays a bitch. And so she's just perfect for that role. Uh in what what's a typical story arc like that? So what what you gave us? How how many years would that go over? Uh, that would be what's uh, January now uh, by SummerSlam. She'll be a babyface. So relatively gonna, quick. Not like they're gonna want there. they're gonna want her to be a babyface pretty damn quick. Okay. Because she's they're they're gonna put they're gonna really try to put her over. They really are, but I don't. We'll see how well it works out. Are we going to be tired of the arm bars? You know that's what she's going to be doing in her matches. Arm bar, arm bar, arm bar, arm bar. That'll be her specialty move. No, the they'll they'll have they'll, the they'll teach her something else. The arm bar. The no, arm they'll bar. teach her something else. The arm bar. <laughs> uh, so, believe it or not, the undercard is probably going to be talking more wrestling because if if this does happen, then you have to believe because she was such an MMA star that we're going to cover it. Over the next few um, episodes, at least. Maybe. Joy. Joy, exactly. Joy, joy, joy. Um, before we get moving on to Hand Combat 2, Neil Diamond diagnosed with Parkinson's. I know, I heard. Um, some, was it last year? Was it last year? Yeah, it was. Uh, I've seen him a few yeah. times. He's going to continue writing music and everything like that, but um, that's, that stinks. And. Uh, Tremendous performer was just celebrating 50 years of performing. Um, it was 50, yes. So he's going to. And then we have to cover this, Forever. even though I don't watch football. But, uh, well, no, the, the converter that I usually use is yeah. down, and the, all the ones that I keep trying to use keeps trying to spam the thing. So I got to. fine. Just work on it for next week. I'm going to say, I, I got to find something that's more stable. Uh, so. Basically, really quick, we got to talk Super Bowl just for a second. Halftime? Uh, we could talk halftime. Halftime. 
Oh, not halftime, just Super Bowl. No, I won't even watch it. There, we will I, watch I, halftime. But I won't watch it. Um, the Patriots are in again. And Tom Brady uh, has a chance at a sixth ring, which is pretty remarkable, I guess. And your your and Marv's hatred for Tom Brady is legendary, like legendary. Like I mean, you guys out of the blue threw threw it out there again, and I was like, I'm not going to watch football, so I don't care what you guys. Say. I, I he he is a he is a cheater. He okay, that's one Super Bowl maybe. No deflated he, deflated he, balls. No. He is a cheater. The Patriots pay the refs, pay the NFL because they're because they have so many fans that are you know they it, they're gonna make the Patriots keep winning because they have so many brainwashed fans who you know I don't even like they just ah oh, it's 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 terrible. It's a conspiracy. It really is. The NFL will keep having the Patriots win so that they can suck the money and the life force from their fans. That's all they care about. And they're going to put Tom Brady up on this pedestal to make him think that he's a a good quarterback and a good player when really it's the right. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He, He is good at his job. But if it wasn't for the NFL and the refs, Helping them along all the way, the Patriots wouldn't have gone this far so many times. Okay, so uh, this is courtesy of ESPN The Herd, uh, and this made me laugh. Not the Ocho? No, 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 just ESPN. Uh, ESPN the Herd. Ate the Ocho? Well, can I ask? Are you so you're saying that he is like a zero talent? No, 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 no. Quarterback? No, no, no. And their team is nowhere near good at all. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback. I'm not saying that the team is terrible. What I am saying is that the NFL and the refs it's a conspiracy to get them to the Super Bowl and so far so, so many times consistently. So you're you're rooting against the Patriots. I am always rooting against the Patriots. Okay. The first time the Patriots made the Super Bowl, that's great. They made the Super Bowl. Fantastic. The second time they made the Super Bowl, Eh, kind of iffy, but all right, fine. They made the Super Bowl. But how many times have they made the Super Bowl now? I mean, it's getting ridiculous. Okay, so I got to play this. This is audio from ESPN, uh, the radio, and here, also... Do you want me to plug it into here? Yeah, probably. I'll just go do it here really quick. All right. Don't even try. All right, ready? can't hear it. Hold on, I'm trying. To plug it into the thing, Brad. Hold on. He can't do that. Here, Brad. Brad. Hold on, I'm trying to even get it to play because they're little, little screens. Wait, I figured it out. Hold on. Plug it in so that everybody can hear it. it Give me a second. I gotta find it now. My gosh. We've been doing this for five years and we've... He still doesn't understand, like... How this works. Well, let's see if his phone rings. <laughs> I, I put 50 to 1 odds that it will. All right. Try, try hand it over. All the way. I don't know what else. No, 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 no. Try hand it over the plug. Okay. We're going to see if it works. It won't reach. You got to right, plug it in. So plug it in. Ah. Plug it in. It keeps. Ah. All right. Give me your phone, Brad. Hit play. And start it over again. 
Okay. Hit play. Restart it over. They have the best coach and the best quarterback. You love Michael Jordan because he was the best player. Like you envy success. You use Amazon. Okay. You watch Netflix. You yep. Use- start it over because the first sentence is key. Did you hit play? You don't like success. That's just envy. They have the best coach and the best quarterback. You love Michael Jordan because he was the best player. Like you envy success. You use Amazon. You watch Netflix. You use Starbucks and Uber. Now I understand if you're a Jacksonville fan, but these people that hate New England, what you're saying is I hate the best coach, best schematically driven, best choreographed football. Like, once your team's not in it, how the hell can you not like watching that? Envy tells you everything. I mean, like, th- this morning, oh, it's rigged, oh, my wife, oh, the White House, oh, the president. How you react to success tells me if you'll ever be successful. Ooh. Guy whining about the Warriors. Guy whining about LeBron. Guy whining about UConn women's basketball. Guy whining about Alabama. Guy whining about New England. You just don't, you're jealous of success. I understand if they beat your team. Like, Georgia fan hates Bama today. I get that. But 99% of you aren't competing against Amazon, Netflix, Uber. Like, why wouldn't you like the smartest, most fundamentally brilliant team? They don't fumble. Very rarely penalized. Unbelievable late. They don't have the best talent. Never penalized because the refs don't call it. How the hell do you explain that? Coaching. How does a high school coach not want to sit down and watch that? How does a college grad assistant not want to watch that? How do you? How can you be jealous of great? I understand when great beats your because team for the next not. 48 hours, you're bitter. If you're a Steeler fan or a Jags fan. God, it's just better. It's just smarter than everybody else out there. How you react but to ultimate not. success tells me in 20 years how successful you'll be. <laughs> he was harsh as shit, dude. Well, no. Okay, there are some. Well, hold on. wait till you're at the mic. You know, hold on. There are some very fundamental flaws in his argument. All right, I want to hear him the, because okay. he was he was immediately. I thought you and Marv. Okay, there are some very fundamental flaws in his argument. Okay, he kept using the greatest coach. He's a good coach. He's not the greatest. the The greatest. Uh, uh, um, uh, whatever with a thing that he like plays or whatever, they're good plays. They're not great plays. Schematics, schematics, right? Whatever. They're good plays. They're not great plays. But he kept using great. He was saying that because they win and they win because the NFL wants them to, that they're they're great, but they're not. They were great at one time. They are still a very good team. But the NFL has decided that they want the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl over and over and over again because the because one of two reasons. They're, the people who love the Patriots want to see the Patriots keep winning because Tom Brady is a god to them for whatever reason. And then they want the Patriots to go to the NFL or the, the NFL wants the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl because of all the people who despise the Patriots. And because and so either way, the NFL is winning. Either the the te- the te- the Patriots win and everybody's watching, or the Patriots lose and everybody's watching. But everybody's gonna turn in to watch either the Patriots win or the Patriots lose. 
he says that they never fumble the ball. He's right. They very, very rarely fumble the ball. But they also don't do any really tricky plays where fumbling the ball is a big deal. Or they, they, they do a lot of safe plays, which is a smart move. But the penalties, no. That's where he's wrong. The Patriots, if you watch the Patriots games, there are a ton of things that the Patriots do that they should be called for by the refs, but the refs never call it. They either don't see it or they see it and they don't call it. So that, that's what I'm saying by the NFL and the conspiracy is not, not that they're saying they're paying off the other team to say, oh, you're going to lose or, you know, do this or do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that the NFL has told the, the refs, has told whatever, that if you see the Patriots doing something, look the other way. If you see the other team doing something, call it. That's what I'm talking about. They, they wouldn't, I, they are good enough that they can make it convincing, but the NFL has made it their mission to keep putting them into the Super Bowl, and they will find any way that they can to keep doing that. What are you basing this on? Watching it. But, okay, but, but that's just your opinion then. I, well, of course it's my opinion. I, I mean, you can't say that the refs are, are it, cheating just because you don't like them. No, I say the refs are cheating anytime that they call more penalties on one team than the other See, when both teams in are every doing. Game. That happens in, the, in baseball. It happens in, in basketball. It happens in all the sports. If if you're watching a team that you want to win, and you see no, because I mean, I, I really I mean unless it's the Lions, I I honestly don't care which team wins. I don't care. So when I watch when I so. watch I'm watching I'm watching to see. What's actually happening? Because I have no vested interest one way or the other. But you can say but you don't on like either Tom Brady, side, so you. But you, you can do. say on either huh? side that the the refs make bad calls. But it's so heavily one sided. That's what I'm saying. Okay, refs away. You said Bill Belichick isn't a great coach. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. Okay, so he's played and uh, coached in seven Super Bowls. Have won five. The one that's even close is Chuck Noll, I think, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Four games, four wins. So if you're saying Bill Belichick is a good coach, then it goes on Tom Brady that he's a great quarterback, and that's why they No, win. I said he's a good quarterback. I didn't, so I'm saying he kept using the word great. Both of them are good. One of them has to be great. Not necessarily. Not, not if— If they win six, not, one of them has to be great. Not, not if there's a conspiracy— Conspiracy over—so uh, seven Super Bowls and uh, this will be the eighth Super Bowl going for six? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a it, huge conspiracy. It is a huge—well, you know, the if you're a multi-billion dollar company, you have some deep pockets. Uh, yeah. Speaking of non-conspiracies, though— uh, are you in it? Are you? Are you in? <laughs> now, now I'm. Uh, now I'm thinking that it is a conspiracy. No. Uh, are you an NHL fan, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I love the Red Wings. Okay. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are an expansion team. Yeah. Not only are they an expansion team. Uh, yesterday, they passed Tampa Bay Lightning for the greatest uh, record currently in the NHL. Yeah. An expansion team yeah. with the best record. Yeah. And maybe a shot at the Stanley yeah. Cup. Yeah. No. How can you not be behind this team? This team, I am behind that team. Holy cow! I this mean, is exciting. Me, and Gerard, me, Gerard Gallant, former me, Red Wing. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, I am behind that team 
as long as they're not competing against the Red Wings, because I will always, always root for the Red Wings. Who, who but, has a better shot of winning the Stanley? Well, Cup? I'm saying the the Knights do. But That's a better story. But what I'm saying is, like, I will always root for the Red Wings no matter what. They are my team. But the Red Wings, if they like, if they're out or whatever, the Knights are the team that I'm rooting for because I really want them. To as an expansion team, and I think this is their first year, right? Mm-hmm. As their first year as an expansion team, I would love that they go all the way and win the Stanley Cup because that is a giant Cinderella story. And they are a they are yeah a former Red Wing is uh, the coach. They have some great talent, uh, and a lot of their talent, if I if I remember correctly. Are people that they pulled out of like the IHL and like the expansion draft? The, yeah, the expansion draft and the fact that they're going this far is is amazing. So I will always root for the Red Wings, but if I can't root for the Red Wings this year, I'm going to be rooting for them. The Vegas Golden Knights, <laughs> baby. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, the odds of them still winning the Stanley Cup are are probably pretty great because playoff hockey's so much different than the it is. Season. It really is. And it's a lot of luck, people not getting injured, blah, blah, blah. Well, and there's a lot of factors to it. You a know. lot of puck luck, they call it. And that's actually puck luck, true, yeah. dude. More than any sport. Just weird bounces. It hits well, off weird bounces and then it goes Well, weird in. bounces and then it, like, when it's, you know, you get um, uh, the temperature variances and the puck, like, doesn't move as smooth as it should and it slows down and, yeah. It's too many factors. But if this was to finish, already a great story. If this was to finish and they their top seed find their way to the finals, find a way to win it, uh, might be one of the greatest sports stories next to the USA beating Russia in 1980 uh, Winter Olympics. Oh, the Miracle on Ice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might be one of the greatest stories of all time. So just something to watch. I don't want to jinx it. But the Vegas Golden Knights, if you get an opportunity, start following them on Facebook and stuff. Quite amazing that an expansion team would be doing this great. Now, I I I, I have to talk Winter Olympics. Uh, Jimmy, being a hockey fan as you are, weren't the Winter Olympics fun when the NHL players were in it? I like the Olympic break. I, I really like seeing Crosby and, and back then Iserman, uh, Shanahan play for Team Canada, Chelly for uh, – Team USA with Brett Hall. This year, they went back to the uh, amateurs. The NHL couldn't yeah. get a deal. Um, see, no interest now. I see. I'm exactly the. I'm exactly the opposite. I don't think professional athletes should play in the Olympics. I think it should remain 100 percent completely amateur, and that includes all of basketball. the basketball, yeah. hockey, which started it. The dream which, team. Yes, exactly. I mean, I I think that because. If you're going to – you already have these guys who are playing professional hockey, making tons of money, right? That – the Olympics is not for them. The Olympics is for the, the little guy that didn't quite make the NHL, that didn't quite, you know, whatever, that can then – they have a place to shine. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what the Olympics are supposed to be. You know, it's a, it's the, the guys that, you know, were out of the limelight that – you know the the Miracle on Ice team the that went against know. a a Soviet pro team yeah exactly pro players. exactly you know it's things like that those are the those are the what the Olympics should be so I mean yeah it was kind of fun watching that as a 
entertainment value kind of thing, but for every one of those that was on one of those teams, there was one guy who spent his entire life playing hockey whose only dream was to go to the Olympics who didn't make the team because Stevie Iserman was on the team or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it should remain amateur. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so will you watch it, though? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I as much as I watch any Olympics – I will watch the Olympics and I will cheer for Team USA. And when they're out, if they ever get out or whatever, then I'm done watching. I mean, <laughs> that's that that's how it is, you know. I mean, let me rephrase that. Uh, Team USA, whoever beats Team USA, if somebody beats them, I will watch that team because then they're the team that I'm rooting for until they either win or they get eliminated. Do you want an absolute prediction for the olympics one that will ex- absolutely come true sure i'm gonna give you an absolute prediction only here on the undercard okay matt lauer will not be there for the t- <laughs> book it probably not book it probably put, put your not. money down yeah I don't will not be so. there for the today show speaking of the olympics uh there is an article. Um, so, so I, if people haven't heard or whatever, North Korea has said they're going to combine their team with South Korea, and they're going to send twenty-two athletes to compete in the Olympics. Ice hockey, nonetheless. I think it's an ice hockey team. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But um, mm. so there was this article that I found uh, that a former North Korean spy warns that. Uh, Kim Jong-un uh, is using the Olympics as a weapon. Uh, basically what what they're – so the, there's a, a big article. But basically what, what – it's a female. What she said was that Kim Jong-un is using this olive branch of combining forces with the southern uh, uh, South Korea or whatever as a way to put a positive spin on North Korea and also – bypass the international sanctions that are on North Korea right now and that they're and that it's basically he's using it as a tactic to try to f- pull focus away from everybody looking at his arsenal and what he's doing and stuff like that and concentrate more on the goodwill feeling thing or whatever and it's a very dangerous precedent is what, basically what she's saying so I, I would agree I mean yeah. it's Completely politically uh, motivated. Because I mean, they're, they're they're and well, I mean, and that's the that's the um, uh, lighter side of it. Um, but there is kind of some presence with this. In uh, 1987, there was a Korean Air Flight 858 uh, that was bombed by the North Koreans, um, uh, and it was it was for the 1988. Olympic Games in Seoul, hmm. uh, that North Korea did something to try to disrupt the games. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, the, it's, it's weird. The Olympics um, is, is unity. It's countries coming together, competing, no matter what the political climate is. And, but there is PR spin to it. And uh, the U.S. is uh, – Always really, really good in the winter, but in summer Olympics, but they they keep track of medal counts and everything like that. There's a lot of politics in in uh, the Olympics. Uh, speaking of which, you remember uh, Cool Runnings the movie with uh, John Candy? Oh yeah, uh, I 
I have probably seen special that edition movie. Blu-ray. Hold on, I have probably seen that movie more than I have seen any other movie because <laughs> when I worked at the museum, I did this program uh, called the dorm program, and one of the things that we did was every night. Whatever group was there, they after they're done doing their activities, we would put on a movie and they would eat popcorn and watch a movie. Well, the movie that they watched was Cool Runnings because it was the only one that our program director approved of. So I watched that movie probably from the time that I was like 19 to like 21, probably like uh 52 like probably like 150 times i mean it was i knew i knew that movie forward and backward i couldn't even like like i could walk out of the room and be gone doing something else and walk in and hear one word and knew exactly (laughs) one of the movie this was sorry to hear about that because i didn't think the movie was that good but uh a couple great quotes from there shut up about the swiss uh, yeah. that comes from Cool Runnings, but also the song. How'd it go? Uh, some people don't believe Jamaica. They got a bobsled team. Uh, let me find it. Hold it on. Anyways, uh, that happened in Calgary, nineteen eighty-eight, which led to the film Cool Runnings. But this year, they will also be fielding a women's bobsled team, Jamaica. Oh, nice. Uh, the bad news is though, I think they're ranked thirty first right now in the world, and they're only going to take thirty teams in the competition. So, uh, but there is a women's Jamaica's bobsled team that is supposed to compete next year. Thirty minute years after the country uh, men made their first historic appearance, which also cool runnings. John Candy's uh, legendary work about some Jamaican sprinters. He always said sprinters make the best bobsledders. Yeah. Come on, Rochelle. Do you know the song, though? Can you sing the song? No. I was like probably 10 when I saw it. (sighs) Special edition Blu-ray? No. Hold on. on. Five bucks? No. Ben? 333 at disc replay. (laughs) (laughs) Some people say you know them can't believe. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. We have this one there is. I know one junior. You'll... Sanka, the fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. <laughs> now, uh, Jimmy, uh, in that movie, although I didn't see it 150 times, uh, they wreck and they carry over the bobsled. Did that really happen? Yes. Okay. So They're, they did wreck and they carry, oh, yeah. carried the bobsled across yep. the finish line. Mm, absolutely. Yep. Well, that's pretty yeah. interesting. No, because I uh, any any time that I, I watch a movie that um, – is based on a real uh, true story or whatever. After I watch the movie, I always go research it to find out how much of what was in the movie actually happened, how much of it was just hmm. Hollywood. <laughs> why, why, what was that for? I literally just asked him if he did that. What? After we saw The Greatest Showman, if you went and seen how much of it was actually accurate. I didn't to, see that, no. I asked you. And I said I hadn't yet. Right, but I'm just saying because that's oh, something you do normally. No, I, do I, as well. I normally do, but I knew if Jimmy had seen it 150 times, uh, you know, uh, I, I know, can tell you that I've seen Dirty Dancing 150 times. I can tell you, Rochelle would be a terrible bobsledder because uh, unless you're dri- well, no, you're I a terrible driver too. No, I don't be- like to run. Well, no, in the four man bobsled, there's two that literally, besides the push, then are just. In for the fucking ride, and you're a terrible backseat driver, so I couldn't imagine that. That's because the, the two people in the middle. You tailgate. 
Even the third, I think, right? The third, they just tuck their head, and then the one guy's I'm, driving, right? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just well, enjoying watching this. Four man bobsled, right? Yeah, all four of them push off, right, and they yep. all hop in, right? Yep. Then the three in the back do nothing but ride the rest Correct. of the way. Then the one well, guy driving, not necessarily true. They all have to know what turn. Oh yeah, lean into it because they have stuff. to lean into it, and they have to. Oh, she'd be a terrible bobsledder. <laughs> Horrible. But that's why, they pra- that's why they pra- the driver <laughs> is in charge of the driver is in charge of turning it and making sure he hits the thing. But they all have to know which turn they're coming in because they do have to lean one way or the other. But see, you're not worried about hitting someone in front of you because you're all together. He drives so close. To, then he's like, oh, I think I'll break now. I think I'd be a great bobsledding. I think I'll break driver. now when we're like eating their bumper. Yeah, there's no brakes in bobsledding. You just go down. That's, well, actually, at the end. That is it. true. There is no brakes and bobsledding. I'm just saying. Well, no, actually, there are brakes. Yeah, at the end. There, yeah. Well, no, you you have a brake <sighs> that you can use at any point in time. It's just you don't want to use it until the Jimmy, end. I'm because... going for gold. I'm not using my brake until I hit the finish line. I think I'd be a good bobsled driver. <laughs> I'm going to actually look for let a me, video let game. Me, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever gone tobogganing? No. Then you would be a terrible bobsled driver. I've been skiing. I've snowboarded. <laughs> yeah, that's which have not nothing the same to do thing. with anything. Say, not no. the same. Uh, I used to sled as a kid. Does that count? Nah. For luge? Well, maybe depends on how good you are. I'm, t- I'm saying out of all the sports that are going to happen, curling I could probably do. You could probably do curling. Yeah. And I'm talking about the, the, with the brush. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I don't sweep. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking the guy that launches the the rock yeah. or what's it and called you just go, the the brick or what's it called? Uh, I gotta find out. God damn it! And you just sort of sit there. Yeah, like I, I'm good at aiming <laughs> that. I'm good at shuffleboard, so I could probably like. I can beat you in shuffleboard. Oh come on! I can beat you in shuffleboard. Oh god! <laughs> uh, hold on. It's a uh, pound or rock or something like that. Hold on. Curling wand? No. Curling no. 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 The no. wand Sport? is the broom. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, curling. No, I'm not gonna sweep. What? Nick, you gotta put actual muscle into that part of the game. You're just like. <laughs> They're just called rocks. Okay. I uh, want to be a rock. Take turns sliding heavy polished granite stones, also called rocks, across the ice curling sheet towards the house. A circular target marked on the ice. So that would be. So that would be like the one uh, end of the spectrum, right? And then, like, the tough one would probably be downhill skilling, skiing. You can die. Like, I mean, like. That. No, ski jump. Oh. Ooh. But I don't think people die flip? in ski jump. They, they die. in the air. They die. But they I think they downhill flip. die the solemn more, more, right? They hit trees and stuff. I think downhill skilling. Right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Sonny from Sonny and Cher would say downhill skiing's worse. Oh, my oh, Lord. Too soon. Dude, that's too, too soon. soon. <laughs> been like 12, 15 years. <laughs> no, I would say the, the jump for sure. Liam ne- Neeson's wife died. Speed skating, too, I would didn't even she? say. Speed skating's got to be dangerous, too. Liam Neeson's wife died, I think, downhill skiing. Speed skating Natasha. is dangerous for, like, broken bones and stuff, but I don't think too many people die Ski- from speed skating. Ski jump bad. But I, I think downhill skiing is okay, probably – because they get up to like 70, 80 miles right, per hour going flying. Yeah, but the jumpers. How many deaths from downhill skiing? Uh, in the 2011-2012 season, 54 fatalities from <laughs> downhill skiing. Hold on. Now, how many deaths from Jeez, ski jump? Pete. 
It's going to be 12. Uh, oh, 12 fatalities. Holy shit. Yeah. Did not touch the computer. Yeah. Did not do it. You were. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, look. I'm, I got a bobsled thing up can still. You, can everybody who's listening, can you see this? He didn't touch I it. I did not touch, and it got 12. So proving that downhill skiing <laughs> is probably much more dangerous. Ski, skiing deaths. This is from uh, – the uh, following is a partial list of skiing deaths of notable people in chronological order. It includes skiers and snowboarders, both professional and recreational, whose deaths are due to accidents or avalanches. So it's like uh, a bunch of people that I've never even heard of before. Uh, See, so it might not even be due to the speed. It could be because the snow. Well, just hold on, to but fall. listen. Date of accident, right? So we're going to start from the oldest, yeah, which was recorded oldest, which is 1909, right? One death, then not another death until 1938. Not then, not another death until 1952. There were two, then. Uh, 59, 64, three times, 70, 79, uh, 79, 84, 88, 88, 89, 91, 94, 97, 98, 98, 98. Uh, Sonny Bono was in 98. Um, but then it, like, but then it goes, I think the deadliest year was 2012 when you had one, two, three, four, Five people who died from downhill skiing. See? So that's one end of the spectrum. Curling would be the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. D- Danger-wise or, or capability-wise. You know? Yes. I, I think that one would be Im- Im- impossible. You know? Yeah, I know I know it's very dangerous. Uh, but bobsledding is dangerous. Luge is, right, too. Hold on, hold on. Bobsledding can die. Let's see. What? The luge is, is terrifying the to watch. That one you just hold on. Yeah, but you, oh, you're just going down Olympic ice, and it's just winter. I'd cramp. It should be it should be ice dancing when they spin them around, and their head almost hits the. I love ice dancing when they, when they barely hit the ice. When they do the partners where yeah. they swing or the cutting edge. You ever see that? Yeah, the hockey player that could no longer play mm-hmm. hockey. Realistic. Uh, hold on. What does it say? Okay, hold on. I'm trying to read what is the most dangerous winter Olympic sport. Uh, almost every winter Olympic this sport warrants. Listen, to, listen to what it starts. Almost every Olympic sport warrants they don't try this at home disclaimer on the bottom of the screen. Sorry, curling. But there is one that puts <laughs> his athletes in more danger than the rest. Quantifying 300 foot ski jumps against losers gliding down the track at 90 miles per hour seems as a challenging task, attempting each sport in the first place. And U.S. Olympic team chief Dr. James Moeller agrees each sport has its own inherent risk, adding that it is impossible to single one out as the riskiest. Uh, but according to professional, the problem is comparisons and injuries. However, with an eye test, we have the crowd of the Sorry, I'm trying to read. Um, skiers and snowboarders have the same injury rate, but some of these snowboarders are going so big on air and tricks that they're getting hurt. Uh, skiing downhill. Uh, I guess skiing is the. <laughs> there was a lot of nothing to basically say skiing. Skiing is the most dangerous <laughs> sport of the Winter Olympics. <laughs> And now, uh, what's what's the one where they uh, 
they cross country ski and then like out of the blue they'll pull out a rifle and shoot a target then cross country ski oh, a little oh, bit more that's uh uh that's a thing yeah <laughs> it's like that, a dick where do they keep the gun like kind of they're strapped on their back yeah. it's a rifle oh. uh so hold on um, <laughs> for miles what too is the sport uh, for a mile see i want to know what happens shoot, in these oh, people's lives where they decide that this is what they want to do biathlon biathlon yeah <laughs> It is cross-country skiing with rifles. What the? <laughs> the U.S. any good at that? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say no. See. Are we going to take the hold gold? On. Come uh, on, I take hold the gold on. in there. Biathlon? Do you know we uh, left the donuts like right over where Cody sits? Well, Let's no. See. Yeah. Cody will not be making body it championships. Oh, okay. The wimpy. All right. Let's go with the Winter Olympics. So, uh, hold on. So, there's a whole bunch of different... Uh, things. There's the military patrol, the individual, the relay, the sprint, the pursuit, and the math start. Uh, that is for men's. For mix, it is the relay. Uh, let's see. Number so one. like a bullseye or? Uh, it's a target. It's a target. And they're mm-hmm. different varying lengths. Uh, so the Germany has the most gold medals, followed by Norway, then Russia, then Soviet Union, then France, then East Germany, then Belarus, and Sweden. Then the unified European team. Well, never um, mind. I can see just by looking at them why why kids want to do that. Why they're like, that's what I want to do. Because they look like they got these cool uniforms and they're like they have these high-tech Nerf guns. I wouldn't call them cool uniforms. A little skin tight. Uh, I, I'm just saying uh, that looks pretty sweet. Uh, uh, I guess... <laughs> The United States has never won a medal in the biathlete biathlon. What's the what's the what's the country to beat? That's Switzerland. The, probably, no, probably. Germany. Ooh. Germany. Germany has sixteen gold medals, twenty silver, nine Ooh, bronze. Well, followed by followed by Norway, followed by Russia, followed by well the former Soviet Union, followed by France, then East Germany, Belarus, Sweden, the unified European team, Slovakia, Canada. West Germany, mm, Ukraine, Canada. Switzerland, Bulgaria, Finland, Austria, Czech Republic, Italy, Kaz- okay, Kazakhstan, okay. Poland, Croatia, and Slovenia. Next subject. It's just such an odd sport because, like, I could see somebody, like, in the Boy Scouts <laughs> that's really good at shooting, Where's like, targets. Where's our video targets. camera so I could have caught you on tape doing the move? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there has, then, there has to be a conversation, like, in the Boy Scouts it's or, not, or... It's not... It looks like it. It looks no, like it's a bull. No, no, it's, it's a, a rifle. Yeah. It's a rifle. What, what you see on the side are stabilizers. Whatever. Yeah. So then, then there's a conversation that somebody's a good shot and, you know, they're, they're shooting at ranges and stuff and... Have you ever tried it with skis? <laughs> like, I mean, that conversation has to come. Are you a good skier, too? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like <laughs> for miles, and then shoot, and then again. Yeah. It goes on. Like, the tracks are, like, miles. Uh, yeah. Now, do they pee themselves and poop themselves, They too? probably do. Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Well, Def- no. Defecating those cool uniforms. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, depending, they might just... Pull off into the woods and drop trow. You know, you never but know. Wouldn't that like take off of their time? Especially that would, if, especially yeah. if they got you know like one where they got to sit there for a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, last question before we go to our break, and then it's what's on tap on the other side. Uh, 
Olympic athletes don't poop. <laughs> so the difference between luge and skeleton is just the way you ride the you thing. Say it the right way. Skeleton. No. Luge. 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 Uh, <laughs> skeleton is when you go belly first, which seems a lot scarier. Yeah. Uh, what kind of? <laughs> you ever see Robin Williams just talking about the luge? Yeah. Yes. 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 What kind of demented? Nearsighted German gynecologist go to the luge. I know. I shall dress up like a sperm, slap an ice skate to my ass, and go balls first on an ice shoot. Yeah, that will be fun. Well, we, we've talked over the five years in the <laughs> undercard, believe it or not, that uh, we, we've had a it's Winter Olympics the, before. Not the first time we've discussed the No, luge. back in the old old the studios, luge. we discussed two-man luge and how... Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, boys, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ow. Uh, if, if you're the top in... You feel top. your partner getting excited a little bit. That's no point. No, it's cold. Oh you don't my. feel anything. Exactly. No point. No. <laughs> Can I get my own room in the Olympic Village? I'm not oh comfortable my. with my teammate anymore. Uh, I don't know. Skeleton or uh, – because like I think I'd, I'd want to do skeleton. I think I would want to go on my stomach first. Uh, no. Because like then you're looking at the track. If you're on the luge, you're looking up at like the sky. And well, would... see, my eyes are closed, so I'm just <laughs> I going think you can do ride. that. All right, let's go to our first break, and then what's on tap? And uh, after the first break, we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. It doesn't matter if you love him. We're back. Oh, yeah. oh, because oh, I can still hear music. Right, because it was it's fading out. It's oh, okay. <laughs> all right welcome <laughs> welcome back uh to the undercard all right we're gonna go to what's on tap um i gotta move my thing around here. what's on tap sponsored by falling down beer company well, tonight we on, are I'm drinking not, i'm not to that point yet ninja <clears throat> chicken from which is an ipa Start. We should really talk louder through here. Hello. Disturb other shows too. <clears throat> All right. This is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Oh, God. You know, we got to get a longer cord. This is just ridiculous. All right. Starting off at uh, January 26. Here we go. Uh, Huntington, New York, we have Anthony uh, Carpernis versus Eric Mar- uh, Martinez, 10 rounds for the junior welterweights. Philadelphia, we have Steven Ortiz versus Joshua Davis, 8 rounds for the lightweights. Uh, and I love this name. I feel so bad for this guy. We have Poindexter Knight Jr. versus Jordan Morales, 4 rounds for the welterweights. Can you imagine going through life with the name Poindexter? I mean, you kind of have to become a boxer or some kind of fighter because you're going to be fighting like your entire life. Or a nerd. Or a nerd, yeah, exactly. Chicks get nerds. So. Uh, January 27th, Inglewood, California, we have Lucas Matisse versus Tewa Karim, 12 rounds for the vacant WBA reg- regular welterweight title. We also have Jorge Linares versus Marcito Gesta, 12 rounds for Linares' WBA lightweight title. Uh, at Riga, Latvia, we have Oleskander Yuskik versus Marius Brendes, 
12 rounds for the WBO, WBC, Cruiserweight, Unification, World Boxing, Super Series, Semifinals. Moving on to MMA, January 26th, Bellator 193. We have Larkin versus Gonzalez. And January 27th, UFC on Fox. Uh, we have uh, Jakare versus Brunson 2, and that's in North Carolina. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Yeah, so even in a tapology. All right. Well, let's call up our first guest of the night. Corey Cuppy, yeah, who is fighting Marcus Malding, WXC 71, February 17th at uh, Southgate Crystal Gardens. Hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Corey. How are you? I jumped in. I'm good. How are you? Good. I like that. You're ready. I think that's the first time anyone's been ready for us. So Usually uh, we just get, I'm ready. Oh, was, hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three minutes early, I was like, I gotta. I just got done teaching a kickboxing class, so I was like, I'm gonna grab my phone, make sure I'm ready to go, and I don't miss anything. All right, we are joined by uh, I'm sorry, Corey Copy. I almost said your brother, WXC71. Brother, what'd you say? <laughs> the good looking brother. Uh, you guys are both good looking. Come on now, you know, <laughs> you're, you're the you're the older brother, right? Yes, sir. Uh, then, yes, of course, sir. you're the better looking brother. <laughs> Always goes without saying, right. <laughs> Uh, fighting uh, WXC 71. It's happening February 17th. It's a rematch for uh, Marcus Malding from their first fight at uh, KOTC, which happened in Wyandotte, I believe that one was at, uh, August uh, uh, last year. Uh, tell us a little bit about this fight and why why there had to be a rematch. Um, I won, so I didn't necessarily think there needs to be a rematch you know so whenever you win you're just like cool i won you know so you're not usually looking for a rematch after you win by submission too in the first round yeah first round it was uh it was pretty quick which he's better he's better than that um he he's a good he's a really good fighter i just um i uh i'm i'm really good at certain things especially the first time somebody goes with me like i was just talking about that like like i have students that they can stop some of my uh some of my past in jujitsu because they're used to going with me every day for the last five six years but when i go to stray to a random gym in a random state and go with a random high level guy i have those i have a couple sequences that get people the first time just about every time so um he, he was kind of a victim of one of those so um yeah but <laughs> i think uh i think uh we're both just fighters you know and we want to fight and he's he's tough to fight anybody and um, I was looking to just get on any any February event that I could. Uh, I'm trying to stay really busy this year, so I want to fight all the time. So I was like, "Cool, we got to start off the year right." Now, Come on out to WXC, you know. Exactly. Now, what's been going on with you and your brother, uh, Jacked and Tan, still around and in, in uh, working as uh, at the Macomb uh, Martial Arts part owner still? Yeah, we don't really go. Uh, we kind of faded out the Jacked and Tan name. Um, it's just one of those things where, like, today's my birthday, actually. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Thank you. How many you years guys, young? You guys are gonna have to sing. To, you guys are gonna have to sing to me before this is over. We will do that. I we wanna, will do that. I want a full song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh, you don't know what hey, you just uh, asked for. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, right? No, no. I turned uh, 29 today, so it was one of those things where we kind of like didn't have a team name back in the day. When like I think I was 23 and my brother was 21, and um especially when you're first coming up. Like, I don't even know if they had pros when we came up with that name. It was just amateur shows, like, seven a weekend, every weekend. 
and essentially they were pro fights. Like we're fighting in Genesis and WXC coming up. Like you're fighting top guys, but I was like, let's come up with a name that people remember. Cause everyone kind of had the same thing going on, you know, like, like, I don't know, tough guy MMA names, you know? So, um, we, we were big Jersey shore guys and we we're just like sitting oh there in the my summer God. and we just got done working out. And I was like, why don't we just be jacked and tan since we're all jacked and tan right now? And everyone's like, let's and you guys, do it. And we you guys love to wear the fluorescent. And everybody remembered it, like even more than like the fights or anything. Like, you're that jacked and tan guy. So we're like, all right, now, it's, now we're stuck with it. <laughs> you guys always wear the fluorescent no. shorts. Yeah. Yeah, the fluorescent shorts. It was a weird time now that I think back at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so anyway so uh macomb martial arts me and my brother have been here uh three and a half years running our school out here in macomb and uh yeah like now that all these seven and eight year olds have google and like to google everything and anything and watch all all of our old fights and all that stuff without us even telling them to i'm like you know what i'm not gonna wear short pink shorts anymore because i don't want to get made fun of by a seven-year-old <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, you said you're phasing out the jacked and tan, uh, and you just got done uh, teaching a kickboxing class. So, like, I have a son, and and he's 12 years old. And what what the school will do is send like a leaflet or a flyer about local gyms and stuff their activities. I, I find that you probably are getting more people now that you're phasing out the jacked and tan name. Because uh, I, I can't see me sending my son, 12 years old, to somebody <laughs> teaching it, jacked and tan. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, so, like, we didn't we didn't own a school when we used that name. That was kind of just, like, our fight team name. We just, like, trained full-time. We were young kids. So, yeah, so, like, the Macomb Martial Arts, like, we have, we out of every, I'm not, I don't want to sound bragging right now. This is a weird thing to brag about, too. But we have the best sign out of any MMA school in the state by far. It, like, glows the whole town. But uh, our initials are MMA. We're in the city of Macomb, the county of Macomb, so we're in Macomb Martial Arts, and the, it comes out to MMA, so it's perfect. So everybody, like, it's even, like, the people that are looking for a karate school and they're looking for more of a modernized system where they teach we teach wrestling and jiu-jitsu as well, it kind of sticks out to them because they're like, ooh, let's check out that MMA place first, you know? we got a lot of different programs going, so... Now you hyped up out pretty well. You hyped up the sign like it was the flamingo back in the fifties in Vegas. So I, you got to send us a picture of uh, it's this. Right here. Oh, oh it Rochelle is. found it. I've been. It's blue, right? Yeah, I've been trying. Yeah, yeah, it glows. So like right now it's at night, so it it glows. It glows a little way away. But yeah, we were joking when we first started. Like, could you imagine if we had like a hot pink Jackson tan sign up top? It'd be just treacherous. We're out here in like a nice suburb, just with that on the ceiling so yeah so i'm actually very happy like that we found a better name <laughs> <laughs> now you're six and two uh obviously 29 y- y- your goals are probably still pretty big right you still want to make it to a-, a bigger league is that still the goal or do you enjoy teaching yeah yeah i think um teaching is always going to be there so i i had a couple setbacks obviously when we started our academy it was hard to go into fight after fight after fight after fight so uh, I, uh, I had a little setback, and then I had an injury or two. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get, get right into it right now. So 6-2 and two right now. I'm planning on being 7-2 and two within the next three and a half weeks. So um, I'm looking at rattling off, like, a quick win streak here and uh, 
November, I just won a, a karate and kickboxing world championship down in Florida. So I, I competed in that in like 10 years because uh, I, I switched to MMA. And kind of what happens is, like for me at least, I wanted to get really good at the area I sucked at. And I was sick of having guys lay on me and wrestle me. So I'm like, I got to really like fall in love with choking people. So uh, I did a ton of grappling over that time. So I was like, I want to get back to my roots and go compete at that world that world level. Um, like a lot of guys came through there that are doing really well right now in MMA, uh, Michael Page, Stephen Thompson. And I was like, just it's a different speed. They're just striking specialists. So I was like, I want to get back to competing to that level because I think that's going to really help me uh, down down the stretch here in MMA to take some of those some of those tools and sharpen some things up that uh, I did as a kid and a teenager, but I kind of got away from with all the other stuff you got to learn in MMA. Now, uh, just one more thing about the old jacked and tan because you are turning 29 and stuff, but you, you guys kind of, you and your brother, um, because you guys were so out there and, you know, you guys were tan, you guys were, you know, very, very talkative in fights. You made, I wouldn't say you made some enemies, but you you kind of, you, you guys relish kind of the bad guy. But I know when you get older, you know, things calm down a little bit. Do you, do you still guys got that edge of like, liking to play the bad guy at least the fights i saw you guys kind of enjoyed that being uh in wrestling like the heel um is that still there or as you get older you just kind of like everybody and realize it's a sport and do your business you know it's still there it depends it depends on the matchup like my brother he's an actual bad guy like he's not nice so like he's the same <laughs> character like he's not He's not nice to me, and I tell him all the time. I'm like, you love me. Don't be mad. And he's like, no, I hate you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, it's okay. So, um, yeah, no, we, you know, we got to fight anyway. Um, I would rather there be conflict, but it has to be It has to be real. So, like, there's been fights like this fight. Um, there's been a lot of fights. I fought a guy from Chicago. Like, I don't even know these people. I'm not going to be that maniac on social media at 28, 29 years old just going nuts starting feuds but there's also guys you genuinely don't like how they carry themselves and etc so i i don't mind the conflict like i'm looking for conflict fights those are the ones that excite me so uh those are the ones that get me up in the morning and i'm used to it me and my brother like we're 20 months apart so and my dad did martial arts so we kind of always we've, we've always like had like a real hostile household like it seems hostile to other people if they watched us growing up but us it was just normal we just compete and we competed in karate and all the other sports and we're used to yelling at each other hitting each other cussing at each other getting in each other's heads even during video games like me and my brother we play the ufc game against each other and uh it's, it's a head game more than anything like it's just it's just we i like it i i enjoy it so um yeah so like i'm i'm not going out there and like being a bad role model or anything like that but you better believe like the more high profile fights I get into, uh, I'm going to use my psychological advantage. Cause like, like if you take, like if you take a fighter that's 12 and all, but they've never been in a, a, a matchup where they, they have actual conflict and animosity. You can watch people fold. Like it's a different type of stress to handle. Right. So um, I can bring people into my world. I've had, like you said, me and my brother have had a lot of those fights. So we're, we're pretty accustomed to it. So if, uh, 
I can never use that as an advantage. I'm going to. The Diaz brothers use it as an advantage. A lot of people that weren't used to that, you know, the the Stockton slap, everything like that. I mean, it just the the tra- the amount of trash yep. talking that you had to go through. You were exhausted before the fight. It seemed like some of their opponents because it was like you knew you were going to get the Nate Nick circus, and it was just going to be a mess. You know, and every yeah, yeah. every weigh in, everything's going to be. Um, it, it probably does weigh. You, you bring up a good point. We're joined by uh, Corey Cuppy. He's fighting WXC seventy one February seventeenth against Marcus Malding. Um, I don't want you to look past this fight, but is there anyone avoiding you in the state, or is there any opponent that you you wish could be happening at WXC, or somebody out there that you want to get your hands on? No, I'm 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 just focused on the task at hand. Uh, that's one of the things. Like uh, coming from a tournament background, um, one of my one of my coaches used to tell me, "You got to just look at one match at a time." Because when you start looking too far ahead, <laughs> that's how they get you, you know. And I've uh, like I was really confident, really confident coming out of the amateurs, um, and uh, like I got to three and zero really quick. And then uh, my brother actually broke my rib. And I didn't train for a flight because I was having trouble sleeping. And I was just in pain, but I was just a little bit too confident, thinking I was just going to get past that one and then go get another one. And um, so now I just I just stay focused on the, on the task at hand. Um, but I, there's not as many shows as there used to be. So, like, in the, in the olden days, I feel like every weekend we were at a show. So right. it's like in high school, you got to see those same stupid faces over and over and over again. So, like, just someone's face. If they just give you a dirty look once a weekend, you know, you're, you're about sick of them and want to fight. But now I never see anybody. So I'm like, hopefully at WXC I'll see somebody and I'll be like, oh, that guy, that guy needs to get punched. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, you know, because some people walk in and, and you know, they're confident they're going to win and they have somebody they're going to call out next, at, you know, for their next thing. And WXC is a promotion that does throw fights kind of regularly. So I didn't know if there was anybody in the back of your head. Uh that that you would be interested in fighting that you wanted to call out now, but I understand focusing all your attention on Marcus. So, yeah, not 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 just yet, not just yet. But like, <clears throat> I've got I've got some guys in mind. Like, I have like I have like fifteen to twenty names on my cell phone of just UFC guys I've been studying that I you can't convince me otherwise that I can't absolutely absolutely put a beating on them <laughs> and um. Yeah, so anyways, I have those guys' names stashed away. Any little dirt they have in their personal lives, I have those stashed away. So I'm uh, I'm ready to call some people out when the time comes. But, You're like the TMZ of uh, Michigan MMA then. Like you got the dirt. Right, right. You never know when you're going to need that dirt, you know. And then, like the other thing is too, once you drop it, it's used, you know. So when you get something really good, you got to hold that close. Because once you once you use it, it's gone, you know. You, you use that bullet, so. That's one of the things about trash talk. Like, whenever I've been in my trash talk matches, everyone comes at me with their craziest trash talk, like the first day or two, all excited. And then they're they're screwed. What are they going to do for the next eight weeks? You know, I was just getting warmed up, you know? And then I, and then I bring the real heat at them, come closer to the fight. Well, uh, Corey, we wish you the best of luck. February 17th, we'll be there. The Ring Girls will be there, obviously. And uh, where can people find you? You got a Facebook page for your uh, fans or... Um, and where's your gym located? Yeah, in, in your gym. Give a shout-out to your gym. Our gym is on the mean streets at 23 miles. So we're on 23 and Romeo Plank out in Macomb. 
And we have people, we have people that drive quite a distance, actually, to come out. But um, anybody can come. And we are, our main programs are for our kids. Um, our kids' classes, I think, are incredible. So we offer, like, a free trial class to anyone that wants to try it out. And it's a, it, we try to make it really modernized and really, really fun for the kids. So they want to come, like, every single day. Because uh, one of the things about doing martial arts as a young kid is it's hard to focus. You know, there's a lot of a lot of cool video games they could be playing instead. So we just try to make it as fun as possible while still learning all the cool stuff. And then um, as far as social media, I'm on Instagram at Corey Cuppy and Facebook at Corey Cuppy. But I need you guys to sing me my song before I hang up. Otherwise I, I'm- right. I will. I will. And I got to tra- train again after this. So like I'm trying to prolong it. Before we do our song, I do got one more question <laughs> that I just thought of. Uh, will there be Will there be any tanning during fight week? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Something that. So like I can get deep into this. So tanning like enhances vitamin D, which is good, especially in the winter. But um, and it's got those feel good endorphins. But uh. Like, something that happens when you get under the lights is the lights make you look a lot, like, lighter than you are. So, like, I've had a lot of, like, when I first started, I'm like, this doesn't look good. Why am I so ghostly out here, you know? And uh, so those lights actually make you look way more way more pale than you are. So uh, I'm probably, I haven't really been tanning, to be honest. I've been slacking, but, yeah, I'm probably definitely going to get some tanning. And I always, like, tell people, too, I'm like, you guys have the ring car girls there? Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so... So, so say you're just like a normal girl in the crowd. Like I've never heard a girl be like, "Oh my gosh, he looks so, like I love how pale he looks in his tight shorts out there." You know what I'm saying? Well, if like, you're wearing like the, the pink the ones, maybe. Right, maybe. But uh, the way I look at it, I'm like, the tan can only enhance the product. You know, it's like they do like before bodybuilding, they do it because it makes you look more chiseled. So I'm like, I'm always gonna come with a little bit. I can't be a uh, getting completely away from it i think you should write a book on uh how to tan during fight week you know how many days out because you can't go in there with a burn when you're grappling i think you should write a how-to you know i wrote a how-to in college now that i think about this it was my freshman year at college i got 148 out of 150 my teacher said she was disgusted by my paper it was how <laughs> to cheat on your girlfriend oh my caught. god oh <laughs> no she's like i like i you just like I laid everything out perfectly. I formatted it. I explained it in detail, and she was like, I, "I'm just disgusted." But this is a great paper. <laughs> well, that, wait, wait. Here's the question. Why. I can't believe. See, I thought you were a nice guy, Corey. Did you get an no, A on the paper? That's, that's back to those decks. Did you get an A on Did the paper? Yeah, you just paper. said he got only two points off. Oh, okay. I, I didn't hear that. All right, you still there, Corey? Yes, sir. All right, here's your here's your birthday song. You guys ready? All right, here we go. Happy birthday to Corey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Corey. Happy birthday to you. Oh, that is awesome. All right, best of luck at WXC. <laughs> best of luck at WXC. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll see you out there. All right, that is Corey Cuppy. Uh, great interview. We're going to go to our last break. We'll be in like, back for a few minutes. I like minutes. the fact that even he says his brother's an asshole. I know. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes and uh, take care. Und- We're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard episode. What? 
266. We actually got just done with uh, Corey Cuppy. I'd have to say that out of the five years we've been doing this, one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, it's it top, was really good. Top yeah. 50, top 20, somewhere in there. So uh, he, those guys are witty and you know they're, they're good at what they do speaking-wise and also good at fighting. Um, so it's award season, Jimmy. Which just it means just uh, you know the Oscars and everything like that. But right. the the fun one for people that uh, don't care about award season, and this is why I'll tell you not to care about award season, because if it makes you feel good, it's a good movie. That's it. I mean, if it means something to you, that that should be the the litmus test. And sometimes I think even when I give like a four star. Um, Requirement. It really should just be uh, Siskel, Siskel and Ebert had it as simple as possible. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Go see it. Don't see it. Um, okay. So uh, one of the better awards came out, the Razzies. The Razzies. Which yeah. is uh, – <laughs> The worst movies. The worst yeah. movies, right. In, in uh, honor of, we'll say, movies that maybe have not technically – Become good, good cinema. Maybe not good stories. Maybe not uh, uh, good, good things. So the Razzies are the answers to bad films, and I just wanted to run down <laughs> some of the nominations. Okay, for the Razzies this year. All right, um, we'll see if we agree with them. Right, and I told Rochelle, and I, I would be honest with this. So the Razzies actually have like a, a ceremony, and their ceremony. Um, is is a big um a big deal. Right. I would actually show up and get my Razzie yeah. if I was up for oh, a Razzie. Yeah, I'd be I'd be like screw that. Yeah, absolutely. Um but do you want to first off I, I pulled up this one first. Vanity Fair said um the big deal is who who was snubbed with the Oscars. So they decided to do who was snubbed by the Razzies. Ooh, so let's okay. get the people that were snubbed first, okay? okay. So they they were part of the worst so Whatever, they but they didn't. There, but, but they, they didn't uh, get nominated. Right. Okay. Uh, a Star Wars. They they thought that that should be uh, a Razzie. Uh, the Snowman. I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's oh wait, that was that. It's a horror suspense movie with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I didn't see it, it's but I'm aware of it. Yeah. Was the best. Uh, the Snowman got an incomprehensible. Seven percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> uh, and Star Wars didn't, as we know, didn't do well um, on Rotten Tomatoes. But the films that are up for worst, wait, 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 wait. the Last Jedi, Star Wars, they said they should have been included, but they they have a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what they're at right now. Do 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 do. They're saying Last Jedi should be in there. I Vanity Fair, hundred percent disagree. But once again, if it makes you feel good, oh oh my god, dude, technology! I barely <laughs> get uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I can understand, but I didn't even say Last Jedi, and it came up. I mean, maybe that's searched a lot. Um, I do know that Fifty Shades Darker is up for a Razzie, and okay. it one hundred percent should be. Did you see it? Uh, nope. But I read the books. But I did see it. Okay. It actually was better than the first one. And I don't like her, and I don't like him. And Okay. That, t- that, that was really – I think if they had cast better, it would have been better. The tomato meter is 90%. Yeah. The audience score is 49%. Oh. Well, see, the audience score doesn't count. Uh, with an average rating of 3 out of 5. So yeah. the pictures that are up, though, 
Yeah. The Emoji Movie. Yeah, I mean, okay. It, but then again, see, I don't think a movie like that should be a Razzie because they weren't actually trying to be a good movie. They were just making a stupid movie that kids are going to like. So no, that kids are going to want to go pay that, money to go see. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think movies like that should be Razzies unless Razzies should be reserved for movies that take themselves too seriously and are just horrible. All right. That, uh, that, to me, I think that's what a Razzie should be. Transformers The Last Night. Yeah. Kind of like that one. <laughs> she couldn't make it through it. And I, I stuck it out. Yeah. Bad. It's uh, bad. Even with... Mark Wahlberg. I was like, peace out. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It's uh, pretty bad. It uh, is. Also, yeah. 50 but you Shades know what? Darker. But you know what? <laughs> He's got that mad money, though. Who? Yeah. Uh, Michael yeah. Bay? Michael yeah. Bay, yeah. Boom, okay, boom, 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 Bay. Boom, boom, Bay. Do you ever see, do you ever see, do you ever watch, uh, uh, was it Epic Rap Battles of History? Uh, you showed ago. me Hitchcock for Spielberg. <laughs> I Hitchcock think you've only Spielberg. Me one. Versus Tarantino versus um, <laughs> Kubrick versus Michael Bay. Oh boy! And it's that's just it's like that's the thing is like I blow things up and I write checks with my nuts and you know I just got all that money I got that that milk money that Wahlberg money. Anyways, uh, okay, continue. Uh, the funny thing about that, really quickly, is he, he just in the first Transformers you watch and he doesn't care what light it is as the Transformers are going. It goes from dark to yeah. light, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, um, by the way, Transformers the last night, they were up for the most Razzies okay. at uh, nine, I think. Okay. So uh, that movie. It's Fifty Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Darker. The okay. Mummy. Okay, yeah, that was terrible. Didn't see it. Oh, horrible. And uh, I agree on this. I did see this one, and I wanted it to be funny because I like Zac Efron. Baywatch is oh. up for worst picture also. Yeah, was, I kn- But again. It was horrendous. Again, it shouldn't be a Razzie because it was never intended to be a good movie. It was intended to be a no-brainer, stupid, slapstick comedy. But it wasn't even that. It wasn't even funny. It yeah. was just bad. It was bad. It was pretty even- bad. He was too muscular. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, yeah, the veins popping out of his cheeks. No. Yeah. So right. let's write down predictions. Who, who will win worst picture on that? Uh, I want to say the last night. All right. How about you, Michelle? Oh, God. Which, oh. See, I made it through Fifty Shades Darker. So I'm going to go with, oh, God. Yeah, last night. All right. Even I'm going to go Emoji is, Movie. Just because it's it's such a like a like you know a, a time thing. Years from now, we'll laugh that Sad. we use emojis. I think. All right, worst actress, Catherine Heigl for Unforgettable. God, I can't stand her. I don't. Dakota Johnson for Fifty Shades Darker. Can't stand. Jennifer her. Lawrence for Mother. Tyler Perry for Boo. He gets a worst actress that, award. That's, that's fun. I, the, even the trailer for that I thought was. Funny, but he's not but. a. He's an actor, playing yeah. an actress. Tyler Perry for Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. Yeah. And Emma Watson for The Circle, which The Circle was horrid. I it, think I told you. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. But see, I that don't one think, should have been up because that was a but bad see, movie. It was even, a bad movie, but I don't think she was necessarily bad. It's just there's only so much you can do with bad dialogue and yeah. bad script. Uh, I'm going to go first this time. Dakota. I, uh, okay, so – I said I would go first, but you go, Rochelle. Yeah, that's, um, that's the way it goes. 
Uh, I think people have it out for Jennifer Lawrence. I just be, think I people love her. I think people hate her though. I love her. I'm gonna say Jennifer Lawrence. So I, I'm going dark horse on this. And okay. I didn't even see Mother. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got? To. You got Catherine Heigl, Dakota Johnson, Jennifer Lawrence, Tyler Perry. I'm gonna or go Emma with Catherine Heigl. All right. I can't stand her. Um, uh, I can only stand her in certain things. If you say Grey's Anatomy, I'll slap you across the table. What's the well, first not, movie she was in with her? My my father, my the one. Father. Yeah, my. my I liked my her. My father, in, my hero. I liked something. her in. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, what is that? The Ugly Truth. Ugh. I thought she was okay in that. God, that movie's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible movie, but it's she was okay Gerard in it. Butler. I mean, but that's mm-hmm. just it. It wasn't supposed to be taken seriously. Dumb. Right. This this is awesome, by the way. Whoever comes up with the Razzies, first off, Tyler Perry. That's a, that's pretty funny. Uh, worst actor. Tom Cruise, The Mummy. Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades Darker. Zac Efron for Baywatch. Mark Wahlberg for Transformers The Last Night. And Mark Wahlberg for Daddy's Home 2. He's <laughs> double nominated <laughs> for gonna, Best Actor. Okay, he has a better first. chance of winning. You go first. Uh, I'm going to go Mark Wahlberg in The Transformer Last Night. Okay, Jimmy. Uh, God, I've seen most I'm gonna of those go too. with I'm gonna go with Tom Cruise because people hate him. That was just terrible. Yeah, we didn't even see it. His acting was I mean the movie was bad, but his acting in that movie was some of the worst acting I've ever seen. And I I'm I'm not a not a fan of Tom Cruise. If he's good, he's good. If he's not, he's not. <clears throat> I don't judge one way or another, but it was just. Terrible. See, I can't as much as I hated him. I could not go against Mark Wahlberg, so I'm going to go with Jamie Dornan. All right, Jamie Dornan. All right, so let's move on to uh, best supporting actor. Oh, jeez. Oh, worst supporting actor. Yeah, worst supporting actor. <laughs> Javier Bardem for Mother in Parrot, and then also he gets another nomination oh. for Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man Tell Tell No Ooh. Tales. Russell Crowe for The Mummy. Josh. Duhamel? Hamel? Dumel. Dumel. For Transformers of the Last Night. Yeah. Mel Gibson for Daddy's Home 2. Ooh. And Anthony Hopkins for Collide. And he also gets a nod for Transformer of the Last Night. Mm. <clears throat> what was the second to last one? Anthony Hopkins. No, before that. Mel Gibson, yep, Daddy's Mel Home Gibson, 2. Mel Gibson, Daddy's Home 2, because it was horrible. What do you got, Jimmy? Uh, what were the other ones again? We got uh, Mel Gibson, Daddy's yeah, Home yeah. Two, Anthony Hopkins for Transformers yeah, no. and Collide, Josh Duhamel, Duhamel. Uh, Duhamel. Russell Crowe for The Mummy, and Javier Bardem. I'm gonna say Javier Bardem. All right, that's a that's probably a good choice there, Jimmy. I'm gonna go Mel Gibson along with Rochelle. Uh, because it just it was horrible. He didn't even look like he belonged really in that movie. Worst supporting actress: Kim Basinger for Fifty Shades Darker, Sophia mm. Botella for The Mummy, Laura Haddock for Transformers: The Last Night. Are we seeing a, a, a few films that are just getting a lot of nominations? Goldie Hawn for a movie called Snatched, which you and, rented, and I was so mad that you rented it. And Susan Sarandon for A Bad Mom's Christmas. Who do you got for worst supporting uh, actor? Uh, the chick from The Mummy. She was god-awful. All right. Mummy for uh, Jimmy there. What do you got? Yeah, I keep forgetting, but I have him in my head when you see him. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> I'll go Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn? Yep. Just right. because when Speaking – I'm sorry. It's kind of all off the topic. Speaking oh. of Goldie Hawn, um, have you guys seen the trailer for the reboot of Overboard? 
Oh my god, no. Oh yeah. The Anna Ferris, it's role reversal. It's it looks interesting. I'd see it just for morbid curiosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go uh Susan Sarandon just because they probably want to give her one and she's up for Bad Mom's Christmas. This is our last category, then we gotta wrap up our yeah. show. Um they have the worst screen combo. Okay. So the first one is any combination of two characters, two sex toys, or two sexual positions from the movie Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> okay. Also, any combination of two humans, two robots, or two explosions from the Transformers last night. Any two obnoxious emojis from the Emoji Movie. Johnny Depp in his worn-out drunk pirate routine from the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. And Tyler Perry in either the ratty old dress or worn-out wig. What are the be- worst combo this I'm year? I'm going oh, with the God. robots. The robots? All right, Transformers for Rochelle. Because they, they have the ones that like swear and think that they're like... Cool and yeah. Or they had the foreign ones that don't know English. Right. Know, know how to speak everywhere else in the universe, but don't know English. They're foreign cars. Exactly. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Jimmy? I'm going to go with uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp? Yeah. yeah. Where's Play, the rum? Played I mean, out pirate. Yeah, exactly. Because that, and that, The and rum's that's the whole, gone. And that's the whole thing is it's just there's been he, – he like even like all the supporting characters that have been – with him and in the pirate movie since the beginning, have had some character development. It could be very minor, but some character development except for him. He is the exact same Captain Jack Sparrow in this movie that he was in every other movie. Uh, I'm going to go with the same Johnny Depp. I was actually really mad when Disney World added Johnny Depp's character to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So uh, I, those are the Razzies. When those uh, happen, we'll see who who is close to the predictions. Uh, we will be back next week. Cody couldn't make it in uh, because he's training for UFC. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Everyone take care.